The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Parenthood. Your life does not end here. Hi, I'm Chriselle Lim, mother of two. And I'm Sarah Son, also a mother of two. We are longtime friends and now mothers. This is Being Bumo, a podcast about all things parenting. We want to have honest conversations about motherhood so we can each define it for ourselves. We're here to build our village and we hope that you join us. Hello. Hi, Chris. You look so good today. <laughs> Stop lying. Just because people can't see me through the podcast I just does make not sure. mean you should be lying. <laughs> I just want to make sure that everyone knows that I love you. Okay. Anyway, so today we are going to be doing a little bit of a different type of episode, which is more of a Q&A. I feel like we get a lot of questions on our Instagram, but we don't necessarily have the time to make each one of these questions into an actual episode. So we are going to touch upon these questions, I think we have like about 30 of them. So we're going to try to go through them as fast as we can, but also give you guys a good enough answer that you will feel satisfied with. So Sarah, why don't you take it away? Okay. I love a lot of these and some we've already covered, but this one really caught my attention. Why do we feel as mothers the need to keep up when it's so stressful? Oh. Like keep up, like let's like define, right? Like I mean, the last episode, we were talking a lot about all of the extracurricular activities and all that stuff. Like, am I doing that to try to keep up? For me, when I hear that keep up means... Oh, what are you What are you thinking? I'm just thinking about image. I'm thinking about oh, like I how see. other people view you as like the perfect mom. Yeah. Right? So it's okay. like keeping up with the image that you've created that you're going to live up to everyone's standards. But I think it, it it can go either way. So for me, when I was trying to keep up as a perfect mom, trying to do all the school activities while running my businesses, because I wanted to make sure that the school knew that I cared enough about my child. Mm-hmm. So I am involved, but then also I needed to keep up my business. So my business people knew that I was still serious and still good enough to work. And Mm -hmm. so trying to keep up those two images and like that lifestyle burnt me out, right? And so I had to give up one or the other. So for me, it was purely because I wanted to make sure other people still viewed me at the same way that I, or I guess the way that I wanted them to view me as. So I don't know. I think we just all have such high expectations for our own selves. Okay. And that's the hardest part is letting I mean, that go. Were you truly motivated to do these things, to be involved in school and then also to run a successful business to be viewed as a good mother and a good businesswoman? Or mm. do, were you just doing it because that's what you do and like you do that? Yeah. And also just to keep busy. Like I, I'm like, oh, I could add another uh, and one. And you have kids yeah. now. So you have to like do the things for the yeah, kids. Yeah. I mean, a little bit of both, to okay. be honest. Uh, I think you know, with what I do, image is a big part of what I do. So it's keeping up with that. But also I'm really bad at saying no and I don't want to disappoint anyone. So I don't know. I mean, I I, I think that, and it's also natural for women. Mm -hmm. Once you become a mother, you want to make sure that you're a good enough mother. 
So you try to do everything so you're not disappointing yourself or your family. But then at some point, if you do too much, you're going to break and you're going to have to sacrifice something. Yeah. Right? Why we feel the need to keep up when it's stressful? Maybe maybe it's also part of the whole thing. Like, you know how I didn't do holiday cards this year? Mm. And maybe I used to do them. Same, right? Is it? Are we talking about those things? Like just like the, all of these things, all of these to-do lists, these expanded to-do lists, never-ending to-do lists to prove that we're good moms and wives or like school community people. Yeah, like just the business An image, of it all. like we're constantly buying new clothes, constantly like upgrading this and that, getting a hair color, like all of that, right? Like, Yeah, but for me, when I talk about image, I'm not talking <clears throat> about physical image. I'm okay. talking about I'm a good enough mom image. Like okay. I'm a good enough, like I... I am working so hard so I can do these both things without sacrificing one or the other. Like how other people view me. Not like, oh, because she has a great outfit or or because she has like beautiful hair, Mm -hmm. you know. It's more about how they view me as a mom. But Mm -hmm. I think once I let that go, I don't care what other people view me. I don't need to be at every school event. I don't need to be at… Once I let that go of not caring, Mm -hmm. then I didn't have to subscribe to everything that I thought I needed to do. And yeah. same thing for you, right? Yeah. With the holiday cards, that's yeah. a great example. Right. Did one person email you or text you like, where's your holiday card? We're cards? not friends anymore. We're not friends <laughs> anymore. Not invited. No, no. Of course not. Exactly. Yeah. I think It's the pressure you put on yourself. It's the pressure we put on ourselves because our surroundings, because and maybe we're just blinded. I mean, to be honest, I do look at you sometimes and I'm like, but she is doing all the mommy stuff and she's running her businesses, you know. And for a while, maybe I did feel like, you know, quote, not, quote, unquote, not enough because I wasn't really propelling my career path forward. So then maybe there's this concept like we're constantly comparing ourselves, but like, but I never knew that you didn't feel like you were a good mom or you had to like do these things to be, quote, unquote, like have an image of a good mom. Like, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I, So bottom line is that everyone is comparing themselves to other people and trying to live up to other people, like what we think that they're doing. And And excelling at. Yeah. It's not real, I guess is what I'm saying. Because no, it's not. It's absolutely not. So so I think like if if you feel that way, just know that no one's doing all of it. No No. one's doing all of it at the same time. It might look like it on the surface. It might look like it. Yeah. But no one's doing all of it at the same time. I would say like, give yourself a break. If you can do it, great. But if you can't, don't. Don't feel bad about it. Don't feel bad about yeah. it. Okay. That, great question. That was a good one. I It like made me think a lot. How to better discipline your kids. You know, independent spirit. We talked about that last time. Oh, this is a good one as we, you know, have Omicron fun. <laughs> More safe activity ideas, activity ideas for kids, particularly in areas where COVID cases are high. That's LA basically right now. <sighs> yeah. I mean, this is airing in a, I don't know when, how it's going to be by the time this airs and hopefully it gets a little better. But as of now, while we're recording it, Omicron is at an all time high. Mm. It's it's at its peak right now. Schools are shutting down. Kids are staying at home. And (laughs) I don't know. Do you have an answer to this? And anxiety. Bing, 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 bing. First of all, I think it's really important to take a moment and realize that we're all going through the pandemic together. And we're all like, we all have these thoughts in our brains all the time. And one day is good. One day it's bad. So kind of, you know, I feel more comforted when I know everyone's suffering together. (laughs) Truly. I think to directly answer this question, at least 
you know, I, again, I think I talked about it before, but we had COVID during uh, Christmas. And so some of the activities that we did was, and so my sister's family and our family, we were each other's pod. So, and I think families do this where you create a pod and you're respectful about within that pod and you kind of just socialize with each other until mm. these like high peaks kind of pass. Mm. And then you guys can go to the park together. You guys can go, well, well, actually my sister would like not be okay going to the park, which I understand mm. when we had COVID. Well, not COVID, like when we were like a little bit done with COVID, just because she wanted to be extra safe. And she thought like, you know, being in the playground would like leave germs behind, but maybe there's like a bigger playground where there's a little bit more space. I mean, we, I mean, we do the Kiwi box stuff every month, which is Kiwico amazing. KiwiCo is amazing. I, I, we've been using it since my kids were three, four years old. So we've had that and they're, those activities are so thoughtful and well-made. You still have to like do the skill building things like the maths and the whatever, the writing. So, you know, find a pot that you can do that with. Mm -hmm. I have to say also, I know a lot of people, including myself, we feel guilty about screen time, but yeah. I think having the right programming and games and tools on your iPad. Yeah. So not feeling guilty. So I'm going to plug in Boomo Brain on demand here because we actually have it free for families that are trying it out for the first time. Oh, wow. It has over thousands and thousands of educational-based activities on okay. there. And the kids are entertained for hours and mm -hmm. it's guilt-free because it's not just like junk that they're watching. They're actually learning. Yeah. And a lot, a lot of parents in our community are just thanking us left and right because yeah. we made it free for people during this time. Mm. And that's what they've been using. And so they're like, my kid watched two hours of Boomo Brain content mm. and I feel okay about it, mm. you know? Yeah. And for me, that makes me really happy yeah. because I'm just like, it's a tool to help people right yeah. now. And especially like, because this, this question specifically about COVID, like you said, definitely like, watch the iPad, watch the movies. My kid, my my kid, when we had COVID during Christmas was playing PS5 too. And so like, mm. just not feel guilty about the screen trip. Such a good, such a good point. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just a letting new it reality go. too. It's a new reality. Yeah. yeah. And it's. The flip side question is too much screen time. How to, <laughs> <laughs> how to help our kids with that. Oh, I was going to say, because you brought up Bumo, we are doing the Korean lessons. There. Oh, good. Yeah, and the, we love them. Good. Yeah. yeah, we have an incredible foreign language program. Colette does the Korean as well. Yeah. And it just, parents are so excited because it's accessible. It's online. It's consistent. Same teachers, small class sizes. So, yeah, yeah that's one of my goals this year is to get the girls to f learn Korean fluently. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you guys are doing an amazing job. Okay, well, but on the flip side, too much screen time. The concern. I mean, we covered that on one of the episodes. Every family really needs to figure out what works for them. Yeah. I think so. And again, there's no one right or wrong way to do this. It just matters what your schedule looks like, what your kid's schedule looks like, what How the comfort level is, yeah. right? Just to give you guys context, Sarah, I mean, why don't you tell them what you do and then I'll tell them what I do. Oh, with screen time? With screen time, yeah. And we have an entire episode on this, but if you guys want to check it out, you can go back a few episodes. But before COVID, did not watch TV or screen time Monday through Friday. And they watched two hours on Saturday and two hours on Sunday. And that was a combination of screen time games, PS and things like that. And, and that works for our family. I know for some people that sounds crazy. Like, how do we manage that? But that worked for us. We, we re 
like I re kind of configured our home and so that the kids could have stimulation in other ways because I really was trying to like not get them on the screen. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we did. After once COVID started and they had to get computers for school, Mm -hmm. that kind of changed the dynamic a little bit, tablets. And now, I mean, even through Christmas, I mean, they're watching like, I would say an hour a day. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So just being flexible with, you know, the times and your situation. For us, it's been a little bit back and forth, just given our situation. But typically on the weekday, Monday through Friday, they have actually scheduled screen time, time, which is after dinner, because usually I'm eating dinner once they're done with dinner. So they'll usually get anywhere from 40 minutes to max an hour. And on the weekday, it's still, or sorry, on the weekend, it's still the same. They get hour max. So that has been working fairly well for us. And mm-hmm. But who knows? It might change again, right? Yeah. And actually, it's interesting what you said, because if they're watching an hour and they're like singing songs or learning something interesting, yeah. it's educational and it's wonderful. And, and then also mm-hmm. gaming too, right? Yeah. There's a lot of great games out there. Really amazing games. Yeah. That are, Chloe's up, I don't even know what it's called, but it's some sort of like STEM game where she's like building something. She's so obsessed with it. The only annoying thing is that I have to constantly buy things. You oh. know, they're like, I need to buy this. I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh, another one. But that game I actually really like for her to play because she's learning tools on how to build things. And I'd rather have her do that than watch a YouTube video, yeah. right? And since you brought up YouTube, like my kids are not allowed to watch YouTube. Oh, did I yeah. tell you the story about what I did for YouTube? No, what I happened? Didn't. I thought I, I shared oh, it. Oh, what you did for your family? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your white lie? My white lie yeah, to I the remember. kids. I mean, Chloe kind of found out, but it's fine. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So go back to the episode on screen time. I think it's like five episodes back or something. This is a good one. And one I think about too, because my oldest is quote unquote, like this type of child, but helping shy kids, and she did put it in quotation marks, speak up to adults. For example, order food, greet grownups. Do you have this with Chloe? Because I do. I had it a little bit with Chloe. But she's changed 360 okay. since she's become six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she like came out of her shell and it's a little bit more. She's, she's a lot more confident now. Yeah. But yes, it's it's still a little bit challenging for her to say hi back to someone that she doesn't know. But like if she knows someone, she will say hi. But yes, I, I have experienced that. Yeah. You've experienced that as well? I mean, I'm still working on it. Like my oldest, he's, I mean, amazing. But he... It just, it takes him a bit and he's Mm. still 11. So I think it's just part of his personality. He's just more reserved, which is fine. I just want to make sure that if he does need to say something, that he feels empowered to do it. He doesn't need to be social and chatty and da-da-da-da-da-da and be like the center of the party and like the president of the school. He doesn't need to do any of those things because they're not, you know, part of his personality right now. But I do hope that, you know, he has the confidence to speak up if he needs to. Now, this is like strictly ordering food and greeting grownups. Like he can do that much, but it did take a little bit. Mm. And I think I just... I would just stand next to him and I would tell him that I wanted him to try it. I I actually remember this very clearly, ordering food. He could not order food at like a counter. And I was like, you you just need to order your thing. Like just order 
your sandwich. Mm. And the, the first few times he didn't want to, or he was like looking down and I would just praise him and be like, that was amazing. Even though, you know, it wasn't like the ideal way. Uh-huh. And I was just praising him. I was like, I'm, I'm so proud of you. You're so great at that. And it took time though. Yeah. And then now he's a little bit better at it. And the other day I did buy skis for the winter season, if we get to go. And I did have him order all of the entire thing was he did it himself. Like, can I try on my skis? I need to buy skis. Where can I try them on? So I actually watched him and I told him, and I told him this was going to happen as I was driving up. I was like, I think you're ready. You're going to order this. You're going to, I gave him the words. Like, you're going to order your skis. You're going to tell the guy what you need. Greet him, listen. And he he did it. Ah. He, He has skis now. That's amazing. That's a big step. I I can't even imagine Chloe doing that yet. That's a big, big step. So it, uh, one, I think it's the confidence. Yeah. Yeah. But another thing that I heard from someone is that actually it was my Chloe's therapist because I had Chloe go see a therapist for, you know, like during this transitional period of my life. But she was like, oh, you're Chloe's great. You just need to come back. But mm-hmm. during that, like that month that we are going to her, she did say a lot of the things that I'm worried about with Chloe and one of them being her like not being able to speak up sometimes, mm-hmm. it's peer corrected. So which means that oh, as that she sees her peers developing oh, wow. certain things and doing certain things, that a lot of these things will be developed amongst the peers. Oh, okay. Like okay. at school or going on a field trip and they're like, put on the spot and doing it. So they still might not do it with you, Mm -hmm. but sometimes they will do it with their friends and that's the beginning of it. And so, yeah, that's... I thought that was interesting. That makes so much sense. And and those those are her her friends. Like she feels really comfortable with them. Yeah. The greet the grownups, I think it's interesting because just there's like also a cultural thing, right? Because like, I don't know, like in Korean culture, greeting the grownup is just... No, you don't do that. It defines... If you're a polite child or not a polite child, it defines if your mother is good or not. <laughs> it defines if your father is respectable or not, <laughs> right? Like greeting in Korean, like properly doing the insa and like the mm-hmm. the greeting is such a big thing. So I understand. And I did used to put a lot of stress on that. And, I'm, and we still do. We still always talk about it. But if sometimes they don't do it, like it's, I think it's fine. They'll get there. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't I haven't perfected the greeting the grown-ups yet. Chloe will say bye to her friends, but to old like to mm-hmm. grown-ups, I don't know if it's like this intimidation thing. She mm-hmm. usually doesn't say it back to yeah, them. Yeah, she doesn't feel comfortable cuz yeah. yeah. But again, I think these are things that they will learn yeah. that as you live in this society, what mm-hmm. is acceptable and not yeah. through their peers and their teachers, right? Yeah. And so you could obviously encourage it yourself, but I don't think anyone should force anything upon their kids. Like, I understand why this parent is worried, but Mm -hmm. I think that with like gentle reminders and Mm -hmm. some repetition of modeling, like, I think they'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Let's see. Anything else? else? Yeah. 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 How to eat healthier. (laughs) Like for us or for kids? (laughs) Actually, this mom does not specify. I, I think she's talking about for her family. I don't know about you, Chris, but I have 10 recipes and that's what they eat. Forever. You've always been good about that. It's like, this just, is what I'm cooking for dinner. Yeah. You guys are going to eat it or you're going to starve. Yeah. I, 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 and you don't have to eat the whole thing. Yeah. And maybe today you don't feel like eating the chicken and you just, or you know, the, the vegetables. But I do not reinvent my chicken recipe every two months. Mm-hmm. I do not reinvent 
my broccoli recipe every two months. Like I just, I don't do that. I, maybe there was a period at the beginning where I was trying a ton of recipes and just yeah. now I don't. I, I literally have 10 recipes and that's what my family eats. That's what they've eaten the past five years. And then if all of a sudden we feel like eating something interesting or different, then we just eat out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have an answer for you on this because I'm still figuring out how to get the girls to eat healthy because they just... Chloe luckily only eats at least one vegetable, which is carrot, raw carrots, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> They're crunchy. <laughs> so because we know that, we will always put carrots in front of her with every meal. But we also put other vegetables and things that we know she's not going to eat anyways in front of her just to expose her, even though we know that she's not going to eat it. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> yeah. Hoping that one day she'll be like, I'm going to eat this cucumber that's in front of me. But we're not there yet. So I, I have not perfected this. But I think what I hear from other people is just continue to expose them. And eventually, hopefully one day, even as adults, I'm prime example. I was a horrible eater as a kid. My mom mm. said that she was so stressed out because I would not eat anything. Oh, interesting. Um, but you love to eat now. But I love to eat yeah. now. I eat everything. Yeah. But I developed that on my own eventually, right? In college. So I wonder what is like, what is, what's making the kiss resistant right now? I think it's what they're used to. You know, they want yeah. what's familiar. Yeah. And what's familiar feels safe. Mm. Anything new might seem unknown and scary. And mm. I think at kids, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. I also subscribe to the idea that, you know, that kind of like what you're saying is like, they can eat the same familiar thing all day, every day. I yeah. mean, you know what I mean? Like truly my eat, my kids eat miyokuk, like the seaweed soup once time. a week, twice a week. Like, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be complicated. You it could have like a schedule. Monday, they eat I, the same thing. That's Tuesday, exactly they eat the what same I do. I, that's a five stews. And it, it's just like, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and they are healthier meals and I hope I hope that parents are not, you know, complicating already the the difficult process of having to be the family every every evening mm -hmm. by stressing out about making it exciting all the time. Yeah. Right. No. Like just like you said, they want familiar things. And you're right. You know what? The best things that they eat are the things that are like constantly repeating for them. My mom has learned this because my mom has been living with me, given my situation. And you know my mom, she loves cooking. She's like in the kitchen all day, cooking up different meals, like diff trying out different things. And she was doing this for the first six months with the kids, like, and they wouldn't eat anything. And she gets so mad. And I told her, I was like, mom, there are three things that they eat. And I'm just telling you right now, you could stress out like this every single day and put in and all this effort or just, or just feed them the same three things. Yeah. And finally, a year later, like now, she has given up and she's like, you could eat salmon and rice every day. <laughs> and you, and we're all happy. And carrots. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys mostly eat Korean food? So I'm very lucky. I don't cook. And my mom cooks, loves cooking. So she cooks everything. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So well, she probably that like 50% of the time is Korean. Yeah. And the other 50 is like American, Italian, like different stuff. So yeah. she likes to... She likes to play around. I don't know if it's I'm just getting older, but like I only want to cook Korean food. It just sounds know. harder though, no? It's not harder? Oh my God. It's I think easy? it's so much easier. Oh, maybe maybe that's why. I don't yeah. know. Tips and hacks on how to get organized. I, I could use a lot of help there. Physical space, to-do list, financial topics, inbox. I, 
Oh god, know. we should do a full episode on this. On, do you have? I have nothing to I say. I mean, I'm not an expert. <laughs> <laughs> I the only thing I would say is just buy less stuff to organize. Well, yes, it kind of goes off of that. Which oh, does it? Is, oh. Most of us, mm-hmm. including myself, have way too much stuff, which is actually clogging our minds and our vision to be able to even make any decisions on a day-to-day basis. So Uh the first step is to get rid of everything. Stop buying things. Stop buying things and get rid of things that you don't actually use. Like truly, and I know it's harder for some people than others, but you cannot hold on to things and you cannot hold on to things that might fit later or the kids might play with later. You just have to kind of let go of that. And mm-hmm. once you're able to do that, then you just have to have one big purge and then upkeeping it every single month is so much easier. Yeah. So <laughs> I, again, I'm not a professional at this, but I think They're having less. There are Like the home edit people, like that whole yeah. thing? Oh, I see. Yeah. Although Ooh. sometimes I feel like they, they make things more pretty than like… Um, practical. Yeah, practical. Yeah. But for me, it's all about practicality, me right? Too. So when… Like, for instance, the girls. I don't buy the girls' clothes anymore at all Mm-mm. because at the end of the day, Chloe always wants to wear the same tie-dye sweater <laughs> every single day. If it's not her school uniform, it's a tie-dye sweater. So what did I do? I went and bought her three of the same tie-dye sweaters <laughs> in different colors and pretty much got rid of 80% of her closet because I know that she's not going to even touch anything else. So it just makes a decision so much easier. And less laundry. Yes, less laundry, less space that is taken up. So yeah, at the end of the day, it's just less is more. Is that really the biggest tip? Just stop buying things and then... But I think that's that's the physical, the first step of physically getting organized. Because once you're... I'm a true believer is if your space is organized, you're able to get a lot more clarity in your thoughts, That makes sense, yeah. And then you're able to also get really organized in your day-to-day, like what you have to do. Another thing that I do for my businesses, because I run multiple businesses, it's really important how I structure my day. Mm -hmm. And this also kind of can go into the category of like, what do I do on a given day, right? And how do I stay organized? Instead of me being like, okay, what is my to-do list? And like, write like, 50 things down and try to like plug them in wherever I can. What I do now is, okay, because I have to have a creative, like I have to have my creative brain on for most of my businesses. And then I also have the admin stuff and like the more mundane businessy type of things, right? So we separate that, like according to my to-do list and according to my meetings, we have a creative day where it's just, producing content and getting creative and writing because once your head is in that space to jump back to business mode and then jump back to creative mode, that is a lot of wasted energy and a lot Mm -hmm. of wasted time to get back into that zone. So when I do podcasts, I try to create, I just try to have everything be creative that day. Mm -hmm. So like today, Mm -hmm. like after this, I'm going to go film more stuff because I'm already in that space. So I don't, so my assistant who helps me with scheduling is her thing is to make sure that I don't have any business meetings, uh-huh. meetings during my creative days. But before we were doing the opposite, it's like, let me see wherever I could get you in. And like those slots would be, but now it's more of like categorizing what I have to do for the day. That's so interesting. It, yeah. It makes sense. So, I mean, I could go into a whole episode about organizing, organizing mm. scheduling, that kind of stuff. Mm. Wow. 
How many calendar mm-hmm. color things do you have? Uh, just Google, Google Calendar. Yeah. Well, what there's else? another question about finances. That's a hard one. Let us know if you want to hear an episode about finance because I I feel like some people might, I mean, it's kind of a scary topic. Yeah. It's a big topic. It's a big topic. Yeah. And then also super personal in some ways. Mm -hmm. But I mean, the question is, how do you save and divide the budget within the family? And especially as a stay-at-home mom, how, what's your role within that? If that, it seems like it's more directed towards you. Mm. Well, I mean, we definitely need to think about this one a little bit deeper, but I feel like I save my household a ton of money mm. by being home. Like I, if we would have to hire one or even two people to handle everything I cover, mm-hmm. I mean, that would, that would cost a lot in California, yeah. Los Angeles. So I, I, and you know, that took a few years for me to understand and grapple with yeah. and, and really understand my value of what I bring to the table. Because I, I don't bring actual money to the table. Right. But I just don't value money as like the highest thing that is the most important thing to my family. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. don't. And so money's important, obviously. Great stability and like, you know, all of that. But we could also do with much less or much more. So, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like stay-at-home moms, we bring so much more mm. to the table, even though we're not bringing like actual cash. And then... We actually, in like in an economic perspective, we do save money. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's how I feel about it. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're working, you're going to have to hire some sort of support or put them yeah. into daycare or whatever that is. And that's expensive. That's like, I don't know, anywhere from like $800 to like $3,000 a month that you're actually yeah. saving, right? Yeah. Uh, granted, if you have two kids, right? Mm-hmm. That That's just one. That's mm-hmm. covering one kid. So mm-hmm. that is... A big chunk of money that you're saving to the family household. So I agree. It's actually contributing quite a lot. I think so too. Yeah. I I think so too. But I I mean, we have to go a little bit deeper to understand this question. But I just, and and we're also the savers of the family. Like we're saving money, but I'm also looking for deals. I'm also looking for, you know, if we're traveling, where can I find the best tickets Mm -hmm. to to save money? Like, and that takes time. I'm the one that does that. Yeah. So I, I, I do, I think stay-at-home moms, we we are too expensive, it, you know what I mean, in, in, in ways. And then also, you know, <clears throat> she did mention budgeting. So maybe it's more of like, okay, because, and she did mention specifically as stay-at-home mom. She does, yeah. So on that note, maybe because, let's say, quote-unquote, you are bringing or saving the family, let's say anywhere from $800 to $3,000, like that is money you could allocate to other things that you would want your kids to do or that you want the family to go on a vacation together. Maybe that goes to your vacation budget. And so being able to not just, I don't like to use the word justify, but for it to make sense to afford it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, That's a great point. And I do believe that that's part of the thing that Mm -hmm. we're doing. That's part of like, if you're looking at some economic formula that, that, that that's where we fit. Yeah. Yeah. How do you change your unwanted habits before having a kid? Oh, my goodness. Just don't have a kid? I'm just kidding. (laughs) Why change when you cannot have kids? I mean, first of all, it's such a great question. It sounds like this this person doesn't maybe doesn't have kids yet, right? But is thinking about maybe having kids. I I, I applaud this person for even having this thought, like wanting to be like emotionally healthy and like maybe dealing with whatever issues, like maybe they drink too much or whatever it may be. 
before having kids. I applaud that person for wanting, desiring that, right? To be like a healthier person for their children. Mm-hmm. How do you change your unwanted habits before having a kid? I guess like also don't wait for you to have a kid. Like if you already know they're unwanted, like just try to get rid of them. I, I mean, don't... look, there's nothing better to force you to do something than having a kid. <laughs> That's true too. <laughs> like, oh man. Do you have an example? Oh, of, I'm of trying yourself? to think. I'm trying to think. I, okay, this is kind of a bad example because sometimes I still do it. Mm-hmm. But I love sleeping late. Mm-hmm. Like that, I am a creative owl. I get all my thoughts and ideas in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. At, starting from like 11 p.m. to like 3 a.m. That is like my sweet <gasps> spot. Just, wow, 3 a.m.? Mm-hmm. I've noticed a lot of creatives are like that. Wow. Yeah. And so... I would always do that. Like before kids, I would stay up, you know, start working really, really late, not go to bed until like three or four and then mm-hmm. wake up at like 10 or 11 the next day, right? And so when I found that I was pregnant, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how I'm going to be able to wake up at 7 a.m. or 6 a.m. every single day. That's the time I go to bed basically, oh. right? But you know what? you're forced to do it. Mm. Again, bad example, because I'm sure if you're dealing with something more physical, like, I don't know, you love alcohol or you love cigarettes or whatever Mm. that may be, you might need to deal with it and get some help or start looking into, I don't know. I I don't know. This is a really hard question. This is a hard question. Yeah, I I love that she or he is, because I can't tell if it's a boy, girl or whatever, but it's like thinking about it. I think that's super thoughtful. That in itself yeah. shows that they're so self-aware. Yeah. Right? And that they will be wonderful parents. Yeah. Yeah. So just go ahead and have that kid, girl. Yeah. <laughs> or guy. Whatever. <laughs> or guy. Bullying online gaming boundaries with family. That's a lot. Bullying. I mean, our kids are not dealing with bullying yet because they're non-social. Do you? Do you? Oh, I, oh, I was thinking cyberbullying. Sorry. Wait, did, did this person say bullying online? No, it, it's more like three things that they want us to discuss. Bullying, online gaming, boundaries with family. Um, I mean, that, that's a lot of things, but boundaries with family, we could talk about that coming out of the holidays. I, I feel like I have no boundaries with my, like people talk about boundaries with your family. That's hard. I don't know what that means. I mean, I I just don't. I, I truly don't. I, I, my mom says blue, we say blue. My mom says red, we say yes, red. I, it's you know also I mean? a, a very like a generational respect type of thing in yeah. the Korean culture. So I, I, I do get that. I do think boundaries with family. When I think of that, I immediately think of grandparents trying to help raise the kids mm-hmm. or they're trying to do things that you don't, approve. I remember I said no screen time for Chloe when like a relative was helping us and she's way older and take care of Chloe because we didn't trust any other nanny. So we hired our aunt and she just let her watch YouTube at like one years old. Mm-hmm. And we had to say something, but she was so offended because she was felt like we were disrespecting her. She mm-hmm. tried to help us. So it does get tricky with family. But I do think at the end of the day, if it has to do with your child, that is your child. Mm-hmm. You could draw the boundaries. Mm-hmm. You might piss some people off. You might. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if my parents want to see their grandkids and I draw that line of my kid can't do this, they just have to respect that. And if they mm-hmm. don't, I don't know. It's going to be a hard it's, conversation. It's going to be a hard conversation. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you don't go over every Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, that's very flippant, but yeah. And then those bullying, I, I'm not there yet, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same. It's the same. Yeah. I'm sure we're going to have to deal with it at some point as they, especially go into like high school. Yeah. But I think from what I know of with bullying and kids, do you feel like it feels worse these days with the cyberbullying? It just feels like a lot. Feel like? I think cyberbullying is bad. It's really, really bad. It but is. then also equipping kids to understand that like these, and that's why I, I think it could be dangerous to expose kids at a young age to social because 100%. of this reason, yeah. right? They don't have the ability to just roll it off their sleeve, right? right. They take it very personally. Right. So I think, I don't know, I'm, I'm not there yet and I don't have an answer, but. I don't, yeah, I, I think the only thing, I, I don't either, but I think the only thing that you can say, I would say is like, Right now, for me, when they're little, my job is to establish a good relationship with my children, a trusting, open, honest relationship with my children. And like one that if situations like this happen, bullying, anything sort of negative when it comes to social aspects that that they know I'm there for them mm. and that my relationship hopefully will be with my husband, like it will be solid enough so that if, even all these bad things happen, like, I don't know, they're bullying or they don't make the team or whatever, that they will still know that we are there for them, that that's like the most important relationship that gives them value. Yeah. 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 We have, parenting is hard. It's so hard. We just, there's so much on us. And you know what I mean? Like we're responsible for these little, tiny, beautiful people. Okay. No pressure. No um, pressure. No pressure. But at the same time, you know, what I've also been thinking as, as I always mentioned, I'm, I'm, I've just been going through a big transitional period in my life is that our responsibility as parents, we could only do so much, right? So we are mm -hmm. giving them the tools, as I always mention in every episode, that they need and equip them with the confidence, equip them with the tools. And then at a certain point, you just have to trust that even if bad things happen, that you could let go and they're going to be able to access it within themselves. Mm. Because now that I don't have kids 100% of the time, I really had to understand and learn that and trust myself that everything that I've taught my girls and the kids is good enough for mm -hmm. them to figure it out when they're not with me. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that was like the hardest thing for me. Yeah. But once I accepted that, I'm like, okay, I'm a good enough parent and I could trust that the girls are smart enough to be able to figure it out with what I've taught them. Mm. And I think you're absolutely right because our parents, you know, when we look, when I'm looking back at my parents, they didn't even know like a 10th of what we're discussing, right? Like, and yeah. it, they did give us like the basic understanding and wisdom of how to make good choices for ourselves. And then they kind of, that was it. Yeah, Yeah, I exactly. think you're absolutely right about that. And kids are actually not very fragile. No. They're actually naturally very resi resilient. So resilient. They really are. And we don't give them enough credit for that. Mm -hmm. We think we have to constantly coddle them. Of course, nobody wants their kid to be bullied or whatever, but <clears throat> they're, you're right. You're absolutely right. They, they, they're not fragile. They're not. I, someone once told me that the hardest thing about parenting is allowing them to feel the pain and you just like watching them. <sighs> that is the hardest thing, but you mm. have to let them go through their own no, pain. No, I don't want to. <laughs> No, I'm not doing that. Pass. <laughs> you want to be mom or you want to just jump in and like fix it all for all them, the you time. know? Yeah. All the time. But, you know, part of raising resilient, strong, confident kids is, that, is allowing them to experience what they experience for themselves and not covering it up with 
our own stories, right? So they could feel safe. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, it's hard. (laughs) Not with our own stories. I love that. I was talking a lot about that with my sister. And crazy because the next question is emotionally healthy kids. I, my personal top priority as a teacher myself, how do I support that? And I think, I think you, you hit on the nail, Chris. Yeah. I mean, emotionally healthy kids have to go through it. Through stuff. Yeah. They have to go through stuff. And again, the hardest thing about being a parent is letting them go through the stuff. Mm. Um, There's nothing worse than an entitled kid. So deep. (laughs) Uh-huh. So deep for this rapid fire question thing. Sorry, guys. (laughs) No, I love it. It's true. Um, but you've you've seen an entitled kid. You've seen kids that have not yep. that and have been served everything to them on a silver yeah. platter. That yeah. their life is quote unquote perfect. Yeah, y- no. you can just it's a disservice. It's, it's a, a disservice, total disservice to the kids. To them. Yeah, yeah. Let us know if you guys want us to do more of these episodes. Maybe once every ten episodes. Yeah, just like go through your questions. Mm-hmm. I actually had a lot of fun going through yeah. these questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I learned a lot about you too. Really? Just like yeah. Ah. Thanks. Yeah. Okay, that was really fun. I'm glad we got we went through some of these. We I think we got maybe through not even half, but I'm glad we we can the biggest reason I wanted to do this too and like dive into some of these questions is because I think this is a reflection of the heart of the parents that are listening to our podcast mm-hmm. and um it's crazy to think like how many of these questions are the same questions that I'm having right now. Mm-hmm. And so I really appreciate the feedback and, and the, just the, what's it called? Like the communication. So thank you so much for sharing your questions and thoughts with us and your concerns and the things that are in your heart right now. And I, we hope that you liked this episode and if you guys do, we'll try to do uh, more of these where we just kind of go through topics quickly and, and just kind of answer them. For for now, I think that's it. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in and listening in. We really appreciate you guys listening in and we hope that you're back here next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We want to keep this conversation going with you. So please leave us a DM on Instagram and make sure to follow us and subscribe to our podcast. And we would love it if you left us a review. Also, if you're in the Los Angeles area, make sure to visit us at Bumo Work at Westfield Century City Shopping Center. And if you're looking for educational-based content entertainment for your little ones, visit us at www.bumobrain.com or at Bumo Brain on Instagram.